previously on Follow the Leader. Today we're playing Anyone Can Wear the Mask by Jeff Stormer. For those of you who are new to this game, well, how about we let Jeff tell you? Anyone Can Wear the Mask is a role-playing game for one to three players about a superhero, a supervillain, and the city that they share. Throughout play, you record the adventures of a great hero as they defend their city, they stand up to those in power, and eventually confront a terrible nemesis. You'll draw maps, roll dice, pull cards from a deck, and make a living record of the city, its people, and the person chosen to defend them. Given that the 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 sort of like tonal the, the reference points that we have been talking about, I think somewhere between a bustling borough and like a metropolis, like a modestly to largely sized city, I I like it being large enough that it is you know uh, whiz bang for lack of a better way to put it. It's got a skyline. It's got a skyline, but it's not so much that it is like globally important. It is an old enough town that the founders of that community can see what it has become and have opinions on it. I hit on the notion of how darkness and shadows are always seen as a really negative thing and tend to have that association. And I really liked the idea of somebody whose power set is based around working from the shadows and darkness. Uh, pronouns she, they. Hero alias is Nyx, N-Y-X. I think um, uh, Vantage Technologies is, you know, they're being part of the dynasty of the city. They are like, oh, well, you know, we've got our, we've got enormous grants that we've given to the police and the fire department and, and uh, just the city's uh, emergency services. And so they're like, constantly coming up with with new ways to um kind of leverage that influence our next card is the three of diamonds we are back in the docks um and what is um so we are back in the docks the docks have been marked by the hand of the vantage corporation so i think this is a this is a fully automated robotic fishery. Um, I think like um like bucket like truck or like um crates of fish are being like ripped open by robot arms and like the fish is being processed and there are like lab technicians walking up and down like like checking on things. Um I'm going to throw in the detail um, because we this has been such a running thing in the docks specifically, there is a union strike happening outside because the deployment of this factory like violates some um, some labor contracts and like um I think that that it was a like unlawful uh like there was an unlawful like layoff on behalf of Vantage of like several unionized employees that are now striking. And so there is, like, a union movement happening outside. Tensions are very high. Um, the lab technicians are just kind of, like, walking up and down the aisle, like, checking things on their tablets. Um, and something is going to happen here. Zach, what is it? We now return to your game already in progress. Thank you. 
So, um, there is, uh, the, the lab technicians, uh, are kind of walking up and down the, like, it's like an automatic fishery. Like, is it fish processing or just like just fish? Like like fish processing. Like they are processing yeah. fish for commercial distribution. So they're like skinning and and scaling the fish and things like that. Um. Cool. So there. So there's a there's like a like a conveyor belt of fish, and it suddenly like kind of grinds to a halt. And the the technician is like, huh? And looks at it, and the fish looks like turns like a big mouth Billy Bass. Um, and oh looks God. at him and says, you have sold your soul. <laughs> and then just starts to, My, to I don't, just I don't like that. sing. Um, uh, what's a what's a bizarre and off-putting song for a fish to sing? Any. Any song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any, yeah. Yeah, I like that you're like, I like that you're like, this one's, if, you know, there are songs that if a fish says to me, you sold your soul and start singing it, I'm going to go, this is a fairly normal, uh, this is not creepy and unnerving. Mm-hmm. Um, boy. Uh, well, I always like Beyond the Sea, you know, somewhere beyond the sea. I actually think it's a highway to hell. Oh my God, fine. Um, is, is, is it, it starts to sing Highway to Hell and then every fish on the conveyor belt flips and starts to sing it again and the the like the sound here just becomes so overwhelmingly loud um, with the aim of like running off the the lab technicians that's very good and I think that there is like it's a level of being trapped for lack of a like there's an immediate sense of like the lab technician's immediate response is like, well, fuck this. Um, and like start to run. And then they like stare outside of the, they stare outside of the the factory outside of these big garage doors where there is like a strike happening. They're like, mm-hmm. do we get gutted by the fish or by the yoon? Um, the fish, the fish begin to like, sw- like, like swim through the air. Um, and, 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 and it's like, What's worse, a picket line or the pits of Tartarus? <laughs> These union lines, I really don't know. Um, and I think, like, like, I like, like, looking back and forth is when we're gonna have uh, some dice get rolled. And I think what it is specifically, I'm gonna ask you, Zach, this: um, mm. what? is the how is um usher ackerman's presence in the city mm. or presence in the docks complicating this moment and making it more difficult for Nix to do their job and for her to save people in this situation like what's the added complication that is going to make this more difficult for Nix? i think that usher this this is a obviously like a he bought this like fishery he made this like this which means that it's got um vantage like technology security mm. which is maybe you know Nick's can like teleport through shadow so like isn't maybe the like but these guys actually when an emergency uh came down they might just be locked in the building. 
Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. I like that it's a like lot. Fully locked, fully locked down, and they are not actually able to leave. So, like, I think that they, they, like, they're, they're backing away and they're freaking out, and then the door, the door, like, closes and like alarms start sirening, and they're like, security measures activated. Re- please remain calm and and stay where you are and stay working. All things will be addressed. Please, please note. Your daily, please note, your weekly quotas are not to be impacted due to this disruption. Our security mm-hmm. measures will take care of things. Um, you may, you are free to focus on your work as normal. We appreciate your commitment to the Vantage family. Incredible. Oh. I, think, I think the fish stop at that point <laughs> and like look up at the, at the intercom and says, damn, that's cold. <laughs> Uh, I get. Uh, <laughs> you see one or two of the scientists like, uh, okay, like go back and like start typing and like looking back at the fish, like. The fish are all just hanging in the air and staring at them. Uh, uh, I gotta respond to this email. I'm gonna mark tentative <laughs> on the. I'm gonna mark tentative on our on our weekly scrum. <laughs> uh all right and so we roll for uh yep give me um normally this would be 2d6 but because of the presence of an enemy uh you are rolling 1d6 all right <gasps> a two a two um that means that um this is messy let me read the exact phrasing hero you managed to stop the threat but it's messy how do you stop the threat what goes wrong along the way and either take an injury or cause collateral damage? Uh, what does collateral damage mean, mechanically speaking? Collateral damage means that you flip the top card off of the deck and it is considered to be destroyed. Um, the big mechanical impact of that is if it is something that if it is a, a card that could help you. Um, then you no longer have access to it. Like if it is an ace or a jack or a queen. Um, yeah. The other possibility is it means that we are one card closer to the reveal of the Joker. Yeah. All right. I think I'll go with the injury then. Um... All right. And so what an injury means mechanically is um, you roll one fewer die on every action until you have an opportunity to recover that injury, which you can do by spending inspiration or by flipping a face card and taking some time, taking some downtime where you're not doing hero shit to recover. Mm-hmm. Uh, would I have gotten another point of renown from the last? Yes, your renown is currently, I want to say, four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, your renown is currently four. Right. Well, how is this messy? There are a lot of fish here, is the thing. <laughs> Lot of seemingly possessed fish. This is new. What even does this look like? I guess I'll put this to Zach, um, as this is a threat you devised. Mm-hmm. Is this how much of a presence has the coven had in the city before now? Um probably not. A huge amount. Um, this might be the first time that you've interacted with them. All right. Depending. 
No, I, I like that. Um, mm. So this is... Um, Nyx is going to have to arrive... Um, it's going to have to be to in, into something because uh, I imagine, like, with all the alarms blaring, the lights, like, all the floodlights are on. So, like, there's not going to be much in the way of sh- patches of shadow. So I've got to appear in something and then break out of it. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's just, like, a vat of, um, <laughs> like, it, it's... Uh, coolage or cool cold storage, but it's like just water, uh, because it's for fish, right? And um, mm-hmm. just like heave myself out of this tank of water, it's just like fucking vantage <laughs> security missions, and hook myself out of it and drop down and like, what the actual fuck? As I take in the sight of all these fish staring at these lab techs who are trying not to make eye contact as they go about their admin um i think the fish all swivel to look at you Mm -hmm. and then speaks one of them speaks and says oh thank chaos and they've all begun to swirl into uh like shapes and they transform into three Older women, played by the trio, the Meryl Streep and the other two from Mamma Mia, <laughs> but in like witchy garb. Okay, so Meryl Streep, Christine Varinsky, and Julie Walters, very good. Yes, but like dressed as witches. Yes, very important. The speed with which you did you did that made me very happy. I need that note. <laughs> yeah. Well- um, I love Mamma Mia. I mean, I adore Mamma Mia. Like, do, like I, I, I believe it is noted how much we both enjoy that film, and so that the that just that did just make my day. Mm. Uh, absolutely. All right. So I, looking at these three women who look suspiciously like the actresses Meryl Streep, Christine Brinsky, and Julie Walters, um, mm. and I'm like, can I help you, ladies? Yes. Oh my goodness, it's you! Finally, it's, we meet! It's me, and you are? Um, they pose Anonke, Erebus, Gaia. And your Nyx? Our, 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 um, our, our forgotten fourth? Is, is that right? Yes, it's been so long, uh, since. Well, you're new, so you haven't worn the mantle long, but, you know, the primordial gods see fit to bestow their power upon the mortals. Uh-huh. Mm, I, mm. And, okay, this is a lot to process, uh, ladies. I'm just going to um, go over to, please, if you could just wait just a moment. Uh, are you two okay here to the left text? Can I? Oh, um, help? Gaia, who is the short one, says, Oh, no, they have to leave. We've got to get out of here. This is a, um, an affront to the Mother Earth. Um, we would love to leave, but, uh, it's also going to be bad if we go outside. And the doors are locked. 
Also, I don't know if you hear the si- also I don't know if you hear the sirens, but um it's gonna be bad if we don't start if we don't continue to work either. It's really just not a great situation. Rock in a hard place. Kinda. Rock and like several consistent rocks all uh, pointing in every possible direction and also they're sharp and pointy. Right. Sharp and point I can do that. Um Erebus like summons a, a javelin made of darkness. I don't think that's what we need right now. Um, tell you what. Um, do you two know anywhere dark that you could be right now? You lovely lab techs. Um, I assume. Um, I mean, I could make it dark. And like, hits three buttons, and all of the like the lights turn off, but the sirens and and alarms are still going. But it's okay, just also think... dark inside, so there's like a strobe light effect. Does that help? Is that what you're looking for? Uh, right, get pick up your things, and I'm just going to sort of grab hold of them. And I seem to get bigger as we step into a shadowy patch, and I'm just going to shunt these two lab techs like out to the back of the building, the other side from the picket line, and just be like, I'm going to talk to the fish women. Please leave. Take your computers with you. I'm going to deal with that. Work from home day? Call it that. Yeah. yeah! Clock, clockable hours. All right. They just sort of step back in. Just like, okay, ladies. Yes. Chaos? Chaos. Yes. The primordial uh, source of all magic and everything else. Naturally. Um, so did you get rid of the nerds? Says Erebus. I mean, they're out of the building. Wonderful. Uh, she summons a uh, big axe made of pure darkness and just starts smashing things. Right. I feel like I should stop this, says Nick, leaning against the wall. Just like, oh, it's an affront to the earth. I don't disagree. Um, yes, and uh, my nephew lost his job, so you know, two birds. <laughs> okay. Um, it's interesting that you haven't you, your magic. You seem to only use it to step between the the realms. I I do other things. Uh-huh. <laughs> Things are exploding in the background. I I reach into a patch of shadow and pull it out, and and like, yeah, God, because the tone we were talking about. I pull like a patch of shadow and I blow into it like one's inflating a balloon, and I make like a balloon animal out of pure shadow. <laughs> Cute. Uh, this is Erebus from the background who is continuing to dismantle the the building. I just, I didn't think of it as, I, I've not been doing this that long and I'm not sure what I should, I was just protecting people. Can you stop? I don't want to bring the building down. There's picketers outside. Ladies, please. She's like freezes with her, 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 to the Christine Bransky one, who's the one who's uh, (laughs) swinging a big axe made of darkness. Yes. 
incredible I don't know film, why the, thank but... you um boy you're getting injured at some point in this scene i think that i think it's got to be for the because i i'm not immune to slapstick i think mm-hmm. the chopping with the heavy act literally just causes a piece of machinery to drop down and i just get like sliced along <laughs> just like ladies please and then just something just like falls and uh you know that sort of step to one side mm-hmm. just like don't get crushed by it, but then looked at just like blood pouring and i was just like oh Oh, you should have stepped further. Oh, my. Um, you're going to want to put pressure on that. Uh, and we're going to put pressure on this. I'm just going to piece out this. Like, I'm going to... This is a problem for future Nicks to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, just stress that they don't mess with the structural integrity of the building, please. Um, just like head home to like try and stitch my arm up by myself it's like ow poor Nick, you just got fully bamboozled by these ladies i'm sorry but if the uh seasoned uh darling actresses of mamma mia appeared to me and started destroying uh machinery i would just be fully flummoxed and not know what to do with myself let alone if they were trying to explain an essential part of my selfhood to me yeah that, uh, i'm not i'm not sure how i'm reacting to that if i'm being frank <laughs> <laughs> so you've so you've taken a point of injury yeah um, which means that uh, for future rolls you are going to roll one fewer dice until you have an opportunity you can recover that um you can have yeah. a scene of recovery that immediately as you have some points of inspiration otherwise we yeah. will draw our next card uh, for the I record think I, mm-hmm. I want to establish they believe that that's the source of your powers that does not have to actually be the source of yeah, your powers. yeah 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 that's what i that was sort of what i was vibing with but uh thank you for the clarity Mm-hmm. Um, I think they they do destroy the building, but they make sure it doesn't fall on on anybody. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, brilliant. I will. I'll see how the next scene goes. Um, before I uh deal with this injury, I think. All right. Um. Well, the next. Let's draw our next card. And this is. This is our Joker. Fuck Ooh. me briefly. <laughs> <sighs> Right before. This is our Joker. This is our downfall. It is here that the hero is confronted at last by the villain who makes themselves known by striking deep at the heart of the hero. There is a battle that happens. Lives are lost. Destruction spreads. And hero, you are beaten back, at least for now. You will come back. Heroes always do. But this is your downfall. Um, We begin by breaking down... um, the moment that the villain emerges and that the moment triumphs, the way that we do that and the way that we get to know who our villain is, is by answering a series of questions. Um, Hero, answer the following questions. What piece of yourself most scares you and how do you see that amplified in the villain? Oh, I think it's that uncertainty of what she can do and the scope of it. It it's very like if you look into the abyss long enough, something's gonna look back at you, and that awareness of, and I think especially with the words of the coven, just like your belly scratching the surface of what you can do, 
And it's that unknowableness. Hmm. And I think that being amplified by the villain, it is that opposition. Like, wherever uh, there is uh, the thing that banishes darkness is light and light can be all-encompassing and, like, the sun is how we have anything. And it's that, again, scale of magnitude and knowing what this villain is capable of and what does that say about me am i a counterpoint to him and it is that it is that unknowable like what could i do what mm-hmm. am i capable of what weakness are you afraid will be discovered and how does the villain use it I mean, in a mechanical sense, like, if there is no darkness around, I am literally just a person who's pretty fit and mm-hmm. good at fighting. That's like, feels like the most that feels good. realistic thing to point out. Yeah. All right. And so now I, as the city, answer the following questions. What part of the hero most scares you? And how is the villain the worst version of that? I think... The thing that I would point to about Nyx, I think the thing that is is frightening about Nyx is Nyx is very, it feels like always a razor's edge away from being on the other side, from being on the other side, from being on, mm. on from being on the side of the, of, of, of those who would cause harm. Like, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's an inherent, it's a good thing about Nyx as a person, like from the reader's perspective, but I think there are people in the city Especially those who are more aligned with the Ackerman family, like like the the mm. the worst people in the city would look at Nix and be like, "Well, they're just barely above." Like they're accepting business cards from hinge from henchmen unions and having long conversations with supervillain groups. Like they're not like there's a there's a there's a sense of um, I think that is a generational shift. There is a generational view of what a hero is supposed to be and nix is not that like there is a sense of like almost might makes right that that nix does not necessarily mm-hmm. ascribe to yeah mm-hmm. and i think that and even like the aesthetics is so easy to like i mean hiding your identity working in the shadows like good people don't do that yeah like there's that and that's what so I she think- trying to hide I think that the villain is the worst version of that because, like, we also know that Nyx is not is not that is like all of those things. We like Nyx is the good embodiment of all of those things. This is the Nyx that people are afraid of. Like, this is the the concocted image that people have constructed. Hmm. And the biggest fear for the city is that the Ackermans are going to win. It is that it is that. You know, there is this large movement of people looking out for each other. A big thing in Ackerman City is people, whether they wear a cape and costume or whether they are an ordinary person, there's a large culture of people looking out for each other. And there is also a large culture of people with money and large plans for the city looking to enact their will upon the city. And the fear is that those people will crush out the spirit of the former. And I think that that is mm. that kind of lack of or that 
ruthlessness, that willingness to to not look after your fellow people, is was something that is embodied in the villain. And so now we ask our villain, what power do you crave, and how are you going to seize it? Okay, boy. Um, oh, that's a good. I mean, control of the city. I don't know exactly if it's how this game works, but I've been imagining, yeah, kind of formulating who this the villain is this whole time, yeah. Um, which is Lucian, mm-hmm. who is also Mister Brilliance, mm-hmm. um, who got foiled last time. But I mean, he's the youngest of the Ackermans, the one with the less, the smallest amount of like social clout and political power, which is why he was running for mayor and why he's still running for mayor, um, while also stoking the flames of like fear as a supervillain. Yeah, and he's bright where Nix is shadowy, and it, it's wholly convinced of his um, everything. Whereas Nix is dealing with like um, a lot of mm. doubt, and yeah, he has never doubted himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he is going to through on every battlefield and in in every like um, theater, he is going to control the city. He's gonna, he's going to be the kingpin and the mayor. He can have it all. <laughs> Because that's that's I like that. I really love that a lot. Um, okay. That's so fun. Next question. What insurmountable odds will the hero have to overcome to defeat you? Um, I just remember realized this is when I, this is when Norman Osborne becomes president. Yes. That's that's what this is. Um what insurmountable oh, um military police. Yep, <laughs> uh, sure. Um martial law. It's like there's going to be there's gonna be a Whatever this this like pop off is between Mr. Brilliance and and Nix, it ends with Lucian being like, "Hey, as in my in my new role, I need to we need to bring this city to law." Obviously, Nix has been a- unable to do so, so I am going to institute martial law in the city of of Ackerman City. Love it, uh, love it a lot. And it's like um, th- I'm I don't know, like this would be out of character knowledge and. Jeff, you could veto this question uh, and say, so "Do the other Ackermans know?" No, no, no. That's no. this is that's the vibe of the game. Ask away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do his siblings know? No, he's he's trying to take over. No, he's trying to crush his siblings. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, which is why he stole the boat instead of uh, instead of like mm-hmm. going any other way about it. He wants to he wants to take things from them. So I guess that could be the thing. Like, yeah, the city is what he is is like he's is his is method, but like what is what he actually wants is to be the last man standing in his family. <laughs> the only one that they remember. Mm-hmm. Mm. Beautiful. And finally, what hidden weakness do you hope the hero never finds? Oh, boy. Um hmm. That I think it's that uh, he just doesn't have. Hmm. He's very scared of being normal mm-hmm. and like failing, and he his like 
all of his powers and stuff are not like that's all like super science like gadgets and stuff. He doesn't have any superpowers. Mm-hmm. Um, as as much as he like shows himself off as like, oh, I'm like a living god. I've got a sun for a head. None of that is real. That's all smoke and mirrors and like powerful um, technology that he's that he's like embezzled from the company. Um, and Nix has real superpowers. I love that. I really love that. That's great. Very cool. Okay, so now we've gotten to know our villain. Um, so finally, villain, um, Zach, introduce introduce your villain and all of your terrible glory. Describe your powers equal in measure to the hero. Um, and, and, and show what happens uh, when that battle comes and you overpower the hero. And then we will go through Ooh. what happens next. Okay, so I think what happens is unable to steal the intergalactic defender. Um, Mr. Brilliance is like, you know what? I don't need it. And I'm going to shoot, shoot, prove how I don't need it by destroying it. It's yeah. It starts with a um, with a bombing run on. It's it's just a bombing of the USS Intergalactic Defender. Um, before you know, he's like, you know, Nix, if you'd let me just take it, people were off of the boat. This all could have been avoided, but you just had to be stingy. And now it happens when there are people on board. Um, and the, the, like the boat is like sinking in the harbor with like, you know, a full, uh, like amount of people on board. Um, it's probably where this, it begins with, is with Nick's trying like to save the people on, on board, mm. um, you know, like hopping in through shadows and like pulling people out and like just running up and down the decks, trying to make sure you get everybody off as it, as it like snaps in half. And it's, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the fucking, it's the subway scene in Spider-Man two. Um, Mm -hmm. of like this crazy insurmountable, uh, disaster that you're trying to avert. And as that's happening, he is going from the docks through factory Harbor up into vantage Hill to like besiege the the vantage tower to like prove like that Usher Ackerman has been in the background like working to like oh, technolo- technologize the city and like bring it to the future and it's like well you've failed and this is not how this works. Mm-hmm. Um was there another question I needed to answer in all of that description? No, no. All you just need to really like um, emphasize, like this is just you know this is this is your moment to describe sort of the here the villain's ascendancy and sort of establish the new status quo for how we go into the the end end stage of the game. Yeah. Uh, you, so it's like, also, can we get a, a full description of like if we saw Mister Brilliance very briefly before, mm-hmm. like from the back, like a full like, what does he look like when he's in full? Yeah. So he's just like. Tall, uh, in, a, in an immaculate white suit um, with white gloves. Um, his head, there's like it's like got, got like a hologram projector around it that makes it look like he has the sun for a head. It's so bright that it's hard to look at. Like whenever he's on camera, there's like a crazy um, like lens flare, and he's got these like 
they're like drones, like cloaked drones that have these cannons, so you can just like point at people and like just beams of, of hot light, uh, like laser beams, just fire out, out of the sky. Uh, or, or like, you know, um, so it, it looks like he's like, can like pull down the sun and just like shoot people with like fire and light. Um, but it's all like, you know, smoke and mirrors, like technological uh, illusions. So no one ever sees his face because it's so bright. Uh, and he's got these guys with these like reflective masks uh, who are his, or his henchmen. And like the the drones can like do different like he's got this whole panoply of like reflective surfaces on them. So he can like do like blind people or just blast them away. And so like it's like the sun is walking through the city. Yeah, and he's on this like. Um, Floating uh, like a hover uh, platform with all of his goons on it, just like making like doing like a almost a parade through the city um, to like showcase how truly like fallible and pathetic the the current state of affairs is. Mm, mm-hmm. Fuck yeah! Okay, very very cool. Then what we're gonna do now is. I'm going to take this deck of cards. Um, actually, Zach, I'm going to have you do something. Let me just confirm something real quick. This is the meanest mechanic of the game. Okay. Let me remind myself. Okay, Zach, can you pull the top four cards off of the deck as Nyx's Renown is four? We'll go ahead and flip all these cards. Oh, fuck off. Uh, fuck off! <laughs> we have the Ace of Diamonds, the Ace of Hearts, the Two of Hearts, and the Seven of Spades. Um, I'm going to select all of these cards. And I'm going to remove them. Jack, that's so mean. You explained what... You explained... Ah. These cards are destroyed. For every point of renown that you get, one card is taken off the top of the deck and destroyed they can never even if we were so in theory um if you play a full deck game of anyone can wear the mask where the joker is guaranteed to be deemed to be in the bottom half of the deck of cards um Mm -hmm. you would there's a there's a pretty decent chance that you will draw that you will be like when you start discarding cards you discard more cards than are in the remainder of the deck Mm mm-hmm so there's like a a mechanic for shuffling some cards back together to build the deck for the second half of the game. Whatever cards you discard in that moment do not get shuffled back in. That is just irreparable harm to the city and people are lost that can never be recovered. You know, so actually I just thought of one last thing please, that happened. Please. Cuz it's 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 we went from, you know, this was going to this was to be your greatest triumph and now it is your greatest defeat. Um, we have this one shot of Mr. Brilliance on his floating, like, sun, like, hover platform at the V, where his brother's office is. And we get this shot of Usher Ackerman just kind of squinting like he's looking at the sun. And if this was a comic book, it would be like, he had this tiny little bubble that says, Luke? And then a, a wide panel of the top of the building just exploding. Sick as hell. I love that. 
And um, so with that, we have discarded some cards off the top of the deck. So what happens now is that the world reels from the battle. Um, these scars change the landscape of the city forever. City, I'm going to take a moment of silence to mourn my losses. Hero, you're going to take a moment of silence to deal with your failure. And villain, you're going to let the city and hero have their moment and then hand the deck of cards back to the city. And so when I'm ready, I will take the remaining joker and place it in front of the hero. This represents the uprising. This is your decision to come back, move forward, make it right, and rise to the occasion. I tell you why I need you and why I believe in you. Um, I think this is... Where do we find Nyx when she is at... Where do we find Nyx or Rhiannon when she is at her lowest? Hmm. I think there is... A small observatory on the university campus, and she is hiding out there, and the roof of it is fully open, it's nightfall, and there seems to be no stars in the sky, there's no moon, and there is no peace for her that she would normally get looking up. Because this used to be like the place to go to feel safe, to look up at the stars and like, I'm a part of something much bigger than me and that's a good thing. And now it's just like, no, you're on your own, chief. And that sort of oppressiveness of feeling like you were supposed to do one thing and you fucked up. And in this moment of solitude, you hear the doorway to that observatory open and there is a moment of intense um oh what's even the word um defensiveness you know what mm. i mean like like there's this sense of like danger right of anxiety of yeah. like the door has opened there is someone here you look over mm. your shoulder you look over your shoulder and just in time to like barely dodge the um steel thermos of coffee like being that has been underhanded tossed at you and like you derelictly dodge it mm -hmm. colliding with your face mm-hmm mm -hmm. good shit and standing in front of you hands now hands in their pockets is charlie zamir just like so you're gonna get back to work or what <sighs> i Unscrew the cap of the coffee thermos. It is pitch black. It is, um, there is a, like, it is pitch black. It is the, the gourmet of gourmet coffee. And it is the most bitter thing that you have ever tasted in your life. Mm-hmm. I smell it. My nose wrinkles a little bit. Uh, for Cody, uh, they do take their coffee black, but they put a lot of sugar in it. Mm. Um, <laughs> so I think, I think, I think, I think they, they see your nose wrinkle. And again, just like we saw with the thermos of coffee, there is like a similar ducking as just a handful of sugar packets flies in your direction. Yeah. Um, I, I do, I can actually, I sort of like, I start dumping sugar 
into the thermos, cap it back up, shake it furiously, and uncork it again. Charlie pulls out of a messenger bag like a 20-ounce Dr. Pepper and cracks it and just chugs half of it in an instant. So I'm going to ask again, you going to get back to work or not? Was there ever any doubt in your mind? As I chug an upsetting amount of coffee very quickly and uh, sort of go up to them and just sort of like let my forehead thump against theirs. And they just like, they mutter. We got action teams moving on all of the major parks. We got surveying teams ensuring that people get, get food and supplies. I'm not going to talk to you about what the about what the rifle associations are up to because that's frankly better if you don't know where people are going to be stationed if you need them. But and I think chugs the other half of this twenty ounce. Mm-hmm. I haven't slept in about two days, so I'm going to crash very soon. But um, we've been working. We're where you need us to be. You give the word. You give the word and we mo- and we mobilize. You know that, right? I smile and I say, yeah, I do. You know you're the real hero, right? I mean, only one of us is wearing a mask. I'm somebody with, I, I get a job and a paycheck. You're doing this for the good of your heart or... To fulfill some kind of mythical quest. I don't know. I never really asked. I figure you've got you've got your deal. Sure, let let let's say that. <sighs> Thank you. Need a slouch for a little bit more? No, I think I'm good. <sighs> I'm gonna take a slouch. And then we'll you've get You've gotta need to burp as well. Like that was a lot of Dr. Pepper. And we get a shot of the outside of the observatory, the loudest burnt <laughs> omnomatopoeia, and then that is the yep, end yep, of the yep. issue. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> and uh beautiful. With that, we start the second half of the game. Um how this is going to well this is also a check-in moment on Mike and off Mike for my for my two good friends. There are two things mm. that we can do right now. We can play through a little bit more of the game, drawing cards off the top of the deck as normal and kind of explore how the city looks different and how Nick saves people in this new environment and kind of show the wounds of the city and the influence of the villain in action Mm -hmm. until we theoretically flip the Joker or declare that it's time for the uprising. Or we can skip Mm -hmm. straight to the uprising, whatever feels right for our story. I think it would be fun to draw a couple more cards, see if we can't get another face or two. I was thinking, I was thinking like one or like one or two more. I'm thinking we'll probably have time for like two more cards and then the wrap up. That sounds okay. good to me. So with that, I'm going to draw our next card. This is the nine of hearts. So we find ourselves back in the vibe. Um, and so now we're going to talk about like the, how the, the vibe and how this space has changed in that has changed in the wake of. Uh, Mr. Brilliance's takeover. Mm-hmm. I love this is the only number that Zach hadn't assigned a threat to yet. Yes. Oh, yeah, but, I, but I, I got one, which is... Oh, that, I that believe it. The cops are here. Um, they're like like full-on SWAT, mm-hmm. uh, but like just yes. patrolling. Um, 
they're in their jeeps and they're in their big trucks just like there are like um big grayscale posters of usher ackerman's face all over the place and you know like in memoriam the mayor lucian ackerman did of course you know in the wake of his brother's tragic passing has mobilized Mm -hmm. the city police uh and empowered them to to keep our city safe in the wake of mr brilliance's dastardly attack on the city uh and so yeah there's just like where there once were beat cops there are now riot cops and i am going to bring some i'm going to throw a, i'm going to throw a very large swing i think that this 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 gives me a good picture of like how our neighborhood has changed because i think that i'm also going to going to throw in a new throw in a character here that i or throw in like a faction here that has burned as a result of this um this is what do i this is um this is this is thought crime. Thought crime is Ooh. a new faction that has emerged. Um specifically um there is a schism within the free thought collective. Sure. This this is this is a small group of the free thought collective realized that like you know how like come how like uh there's there's those three friends that you have that that came out of like uh that came out of like a hipster circle and they they like got they yeah they are the smartest people that you know that's that's mm-hmm. that's thought crime thought crime are like when all of this happened there was a sense in the free thought collective like there was a there was an argument that erupted in the free clock collective like so we're gonna stop this right that's us this is what we've been this is what we've been pushing for this entire time Mm-hmm. And it's like And Asher's like, uh wait, um wait. That's 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 crazy. That was the whole point of all of this was for in case this happened. Mm-hmm. And uh the members of Thought Crime like have taken to um have taken have like have taken to you know active shows of resistance to uh push against that. This is in a small community amphitheater in the vibe, and they have organized a, I think one of the members of Thought Crime, which is, um, what is the name of the, what is the name of the illusion caster in the Three Thought Initiative? The illusion caster. They have, they have, they have like visual, audio, visual illusion powers. Oh boy! Um, Are they just called Bad Trip? Oh my god! I like Bad Trip. Yeah, that's great. Bad Trip, Bad Trip has like organized like a light show, a a political themed light show display to like get people out in the streets protesting, and the cops are like rolling up on this space. Mm Hmm. And I think that there are several other members of Thought Crime, like costume members of Thought Crime, in and about, as well as like a group of protesters that are like building steam very quickly, and it is going to escalate in a very dangerous way. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Tight. So, um, roll me three d six. Roll me three d six, and then Zach, describe to me how the action starts to starts to go down before Nix arrives. Okay, that's a five. 
Um, I think that it's like, you know, the cops are like, you know, like, okay, this is, this was funny last week. Now you're starting to cause problems. I need everybody to disperse. Um, and you know, one of the thought crime guys were like, you know, somebody throws a bottle and it just erupts from there. Um, and it's just, you know, a wave of, 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 uh, wait, did we, do we have police brutality on our, we do not, um, it's good to check in, but I think probably like, I would like a light veil on it, but like, not like, uh, yeah. but like, I think portraying yeah. it as a thing is not on my list. Yeah. And like, yeah, so mostly, most of what we see on screen is like the members of the free of the, of thought crime fighting the mm-hmm. cops. But in like the background and in the in the periphery and the edges of the sh- of those shots, you see like the just full on like riot suppression, yeah, a- like activity. And that in so that is a five, which despite, means that d- yeah, despite the fact that most people here were just like students doing their thing, mm-hmm. and, but it sounds like everybody here is guilty. Yeah, and that is where Nick's you arrive on the scene. How are you? Uh, how are you? Dis- how are you? How are you helping the situation and saving the people in danger? I think visually it echoes the first scene that we saw. It's Mm -hmm. a group of people. It's a conflict happening. But there was a sort of almost playful demeanor to that first scene. Whereas this, we see... Um, Nick's or a step out, uh, just out from a building. But there is a light behind them as as something is set ablaze, mm-hmm. as so often is the case. And her shadow stretches out in front of her, and it gets bigger and bigger, and then it sort of steps up off the ground. And as Nick sort of steps into it, it's like almost like stepping into like a small mech or something like that. And she becomes bigger Mm -hmm. as she's wrapped in her own enlarged shadow as she silently and not just silent in the sense that she doesn't say anything, but she makes no sound. Mm hmm as she wades into this guy and is literally just pulling people away, taking these hits and is just spreading everybody out. And again, it is that separating people, but there's this vibe as she spreads out and the shadow sort of seeps out that people become almost stuck in it, like they're hip deep in water and they are forcibly slowed and so, and as the shadow spreads, it's like being caught up in water and people are pushed away and apart from each other. And they get this, everyone there gets this sense in their head of being told enough. And it's this moment that lets these students, these various children, run. Mm-hmm. And as people choose not to, if these riot cops decide, no, you don't get to decide that, I think then we get a shot from their, like a shot of them, like a panel in the comic, of just 
something getting bigger and bigger and bigger in front of them as all light is cancelled out and they are swamped in darkness. And the next panel is just completely black and we just see screaming. (laughs) Yes, yes. And um, the final thing that we see is the park is abandoned. The amphitheater is empty. You you're standing there for a moment and there are there are three people in sort of superhero costumes, but like kind of the the Grant Morrison new X-Men superhero costumes where it's a lot of like leather. Oh, so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been great. I no longer I no longer uh, consent to any of this audio being used <laughs> or released, but um, like, well, I might be mixing up the no. I think of the no. I'm thinking of New Mutants. Their their graduation costume. Oh yeah, no, no. I mean the 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 grant the the oh, the leather yeah. jacket aesthetic and the the uh, a lot of like. Oh no, that's the best. X-Men. The street so, the yeah, street no. wear the street gear outfits is like kind of the aesthetic. Um, oh no, yes, yeah, so that's that's me showing my ass because I was thinking of the New Mutants. <laughs> this one in the voice text channel. Uh, this vibe. Let me confirm. Yeah, that's my jam. That's my that's me. That's my that's my beloved. Uh I love those jackets oh, so much. Is that Beast on the left? Yes, that is Beast on the yeah. left. He had a secondary mutation that turned him yeah. into even more of a cat man. Sick. Um but yes, these three younger folks in, in masks cool and like str- jackets. I think mm-hmm. one of them um who is Bad Trip? Uh Bad Trip, she steps forward and she's like <sighs> Where do you need us and how can we help? And I think we end the turn there, frankly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, thank thank you. I don't have to reply there. <laughs> I think it's just I think the closing note is just like, where do you need us and how can we help? Love that. And we're gonna flip our next card. So we arrive our next card is the Queen of Clubs, and we arrive somewhere personal. Um you oh. hero have a responsibility but you also have a life there's a person behind the mask and that person has friends loved ones people that can count on them at this moment you find yourself in one of those moments with someone you care about that knows the real you and this is clubs this is someone connected to your family and or upbringing so um i'm gonna we're gonna describe this moment together we're going to um get some aspects and some elements of your life and we're going to introduce a person close to you. Um, who pops into your head when you imagine someone tied to uh, Renan's family upbringing life outside of the mask? I think who this is is um, this is the person who was Rhiannon's roommate at first year of uni Mm. of college and is the person that supported Rhiannon as she began her transition Mm -hmm. and is like it's not that she has a bad relationship with her family but it is that found family and this person is the first person she found of that new family. Uh, okay, this uh, it's uh, a non-binary person uses uh, Zizia pronouns. Uh, Stevie uh, is their name um, because 
they they bonded over the shared love of Fleetwood Mac. Sure, uh, sure. Stevie Nicks's Queen. Um, just a full on like um, deep dark brown skin, a uh, beautifully kept fro um, uh, that they streak uh, with white whenever they feel like it, when they feel like being extra, mm-hmm. and is probably a a science major and is like the per this person definitely knows that Rhiannon is next and Nix is Rhiannon as well this is one of the few people that do know I was about to ask that Um, question I was waiting yeah it's like Stevie has known every part of Rhiannon of Nix and it's like it feels anathema to her as a person to not have Stevie know that I think um the two of you meet. I think the two of you are rock climbing together. Hell yeah. I think that is, I think that is, that is where this moment is happening. Mm-hmm. Like this moment before the uprising, you are on top of one of the walls of your rock climbing gym. This is just like that one fucking scene in the Princess Diaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, Good. Stevie Z is scrambling to make it up this wall. <laughs> Z is not as comfortable <laughs> rock climbing as you are, and you've chosen a wall that is outside of their mm-hmm. immediate their immediate comfort mm-hmm. range. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just like I've gotten to the top and I have hooked myself safely into place, and I'm like sat hanging upside down, leaning against the wall, just looking upsettingly comfortable. Big Spider-Man energy, but uh, I'm just like sat cross-legged but upside down. One against arm the like haphazardly slaps onto the onto the top of the wall. Uh-huh. The other one uh-huh. as he pulls themselves up. And just, <laughs> oh, ow! <sighs> oh, how hey, you? Huh? No, you could do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still not convinced you didn't do some kind of shadow power thing to get up here because I don't know how you aren't like this. Ugh. I mean, there is so much sweat uh, in my ass crack right now. Like, Ugh. don't think. I know I make it look easy. Ow. Ow. I, like, reach up. I, I sort of, like, put, I write myself up and I reach over the wall and, like, pull out um, a couple of cans of just something cold Ugh. and um, slap one into her hand. Oh. hand, sorry. I don't know about you, but I needed that. <laughs> The climb or the can of drink? Uh, six of one, half dozen the other. How are mm-hmm. you doing? Shit. Good, good, or what? like... Did, mm. Like you don't want to talk about it good. I don't know how to talk about it. That makes sense. Like, Well, let me put it this way. Uh-huh. Anybody that makes it up this wall is probably too dehydrated to retain a lot of memories. Uh-huh. Whatever you're going to say, I've had at least a couple years to process the weirdness of it. True. And also, you're my family and I love you. So, say it however you want to say it. And it'll be all right. All right. 
I sort of like run my hand. My hair is like up, it's like braided back, so I can't really run my hands through it, but I run my hand like over it. I I don't know how to fix this without losing something of myself to it. I'm like, I know life is about change and growth and like a person cannot step in the same river twice, all that, but He's something else, you know? Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to fix this, if I'm going to beat him, then I think I have to be something else too. And I like who I am. I fought really hard to be this. I mean, I mean, this is pretty great. As your as your friend and your your trusted your friend and trusted advisor in all matters. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> this is pretty great. But There it is. Yep. I mean I wasn't just gonna leave it at that. Can you imagine what a terrible I, I didn't Can you imagine what a terrible friend be, I would be if I just left it at That would be sh- it would be shit. Yeah, yeah, it would no. be bad. The, the like, bubble's coming. Yeah. I remember a time when this was all started that there were pretty similar concerns that you were going to lose something then, too, when shadow stuff started happening. And, you know, I remember pretty similar concerns then. Mm. And now you're someone and something that you like. Maybe accepting that change, as painful as it is, and as painful as that, and the, with the grief that comes with that, is not necessarily purely a bad thing. And for the parts of it that are, and I think Z kind of like smiles, and we get like a single panel of a of a Vantage Corporation like ID card in their duffel bag. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are people that can offload some of those painful parts for you. You know, my I guess my question for you. Do you alone have to take on the ugly work of stopping all of this? That's a lot for one person to bear, even someone with whatever the hell it is that you got going on. Yeah. But it might be a small amount for a lot of people to bear. And maybe all of those people have to give up something, but maybe they have to give up a lot less than you giving up what makes you this on your own. Maybe there is a way to have this in the world that comes after this. Well, thank fuck one of us is smart. <laughs> uh, this is why I'm your advisor in all things. Uh huh. I, I get this, yeah. I'll make sure you get that Christmas bonus we've been talking about. Uh, 
Finally. You know they cancel Christmas bonuses at work? What the fuck? And I think Z steps forward and gets real close. That's why I want you to kick the living dog shit out of this weirdo before it gets any worse. And they cancel my <laughs> yearly merit increase. You feel me? I feel you. And I just sort of like <laughs> uh, wrap her up into a hug and sort of like push us off the wall to, to get back down. <sighs> and with that, we come to our uprising. All right. So this is the moment... It has all led to this. The hero is back in the villain's place of power, having refused to stand down and accept defeat. Their losses hang heavy in the air, but it is time to finish this. The downfall is over. It is time for the uprising. We begin with the villain. Describe your place of power at the height of your glory. Describe the insurmountable odds that the hero has to face, and note how the hero failed to stop you last time. Describe the power that you have and the power you seek. Note how often the hero has failed and name the people they couldn't save and ask the hero why they think they can change things now. Okay. So, hmm. (laughs) Have you figured out that they're the same person? I think think that's part of this. Mm -hmm. I think this is part of why the uprising is happening now. Mm-hmm. Because the connections have been made. Because the right file got found. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like like Jeff was saying, like Stevie was saying, pe- various people doing small things. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet. So you're... So where do you... Oh, place of power. Maybe it would be City Hall. Mm-hmm. It's got City Hall, right? Yeah. Which is like a fortress now. Yeah. You know, um, the the cops have, have like shown up. Uh, the, 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 the martial arts has been inactive. Mr. Brilliance is oh, um, conspicuously absent from recent days. Like other super villains have still been active. But like, oh, we scared away the scariest villain because we enacted martial law. So he hasn't been active as Mr. Brilliance, which is like maybe part of why you like realize, oh, shit, that this was his plan all along. But it's like full of it's swarming with 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 like effectively an army. And last time the problem, you know, like oh yeah, you saved most of the people on that ship, but he was blowing shit up across the city. Um, you didn't save anybody in that skyscraper. Yeah, uh, it's like your regional, your neighborhood. He is global, or he's going global. Like you just don't have the scale. To deal with this, this is this is this is the problem with 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 uh, grassroots. Is they don't have the backing to actually get things done, and now he's in he's in complete control. You know, this is the mayor who saved uh, who saved Ackerman City. That's shooing for governor or senator or president. Eventually, he'll be the leader of the free world as long as this keeps going. Um, as far as the times you failed, you actually didn't fail that much, right? You only failed the one time, mm. right? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you've had your little victories. It's true that you've you've had a string of good luck, but you're dealing with provincial problems. 
Why do you think that you could actually change things at the scale that you need to when you've never been able to before? Mm -hmm. And now it is my turn to tell the hero what they need to hear, name the people they did save, tell them how they encouraged them and how they made this world a better place, guide them, lift them up, help them carry the weight of falling short so they can stand tall now when they need to most. Um, let's talk about some of the, let's talk about those little things, right? Let's talk about what brought you to this moment. You are in City Hall, you are staring down Mr. Brilliance. This is the final battle, and but like, what got you here is pretty significant. Like, what got you here is, you know, we see a sequence of police cruisers, of SWAT cruisers barreling down, like barreling down city streets as members of thought crime are like causing harmless destruction, but like are are running a quote unquote rampage that conveniently runs, uh, like runs security forces across the city in a wild goose chase. You know, like we are seeing the political canvassing groups that Charlie has organized, um, you know, making sure getting people like the support that they need and ensuring that like neighborhoods are protected and people have the food that they need. And, you know, lights are lights are kept on. People have access to generators and supplies so that your focus can be elsewhere. There is like a sequence where um we we get a sequence, you know, we see um we see Stevie as well as several other lab techs like grab their ID cards, swipe in, each enter in a series of keys that activates a glitch in the system so that all of the lights turn out. You know, like um we watch uh we see very specifically like um a a military uh a military security boat like start to start to enter once the lights turn off it is like drone operated and then it just explodes as a bunch of dock workers sit on the sit on the dock and eat sandwiches and then shake each other's hands like good job good job um <laughs> and even we even see um several there's uh there's like a like one of the final moments before you see mr brilliance in person there is a see like you know you are staring at a hallway where several uh several of his of his soldiers like have guns a like have guns are sweeping and like they all get like a ping on their their cell phones and they they look and they look at each other uh they look at each other uh they put down their guns and they go walk out Walk out, uh, and they and then they and they enact their they enact their their right as a as a unified labor movement. They stage a walkout, and so suddenly you are alone with Mister Brilliance in this moment because of these small actions of a lot of people who you helped, not necessarily through superpowers and violence, but through like connection and motivation and. A lot of people did a lot of things to put you in a moment where you can do the thing that you do. So go do the thing that you do. And now we come to you, Hero. This is your moment. All right. Think about the people you saved. Think about the the people that you helped. Hear what the villain has to say. Honor those that you couldn't. Stand tall and describe how you fight and how you win. And then we move on to the end game. So I'm looking down as as I walk along this corridor to the mayor's office in the dark um i didn't mention earlier but nix can see in pitch black 
um her eyes do the reflecty thing that cats and a few other different animals do um it's why actually in the art that I, in the hero forge i made in the hero costume you can see like it's got that weird void flight reflect going on in there but i think about lewis and the other members of the dock workers local and the electricians local i think about charlie and the various people they've introduced me to i think about shoot him in the head rick <laughs> and crazy eddie I think about Abed and how fucking good that gyro is. I look down at a sheaf of papers in my hand and I think about the people that I spoke to, that Charlie spoke to, that Stevie spoke to, and I push open the door to the mayor's office and be like, Mr. Mayor, and I slam this sheaf of papers down on the desk. The people have asked for a recall election. They don't want you anymore. And neither do I. Oh boy. Is that... <sighs> Um, this is this is the opener, like to give him a chance to react. Like I'm fully prepared to fight, fight. But this yeah, is yeah, like yeah. I'm just trying to figure. That's like yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to how we get there. Um, I think I'm thinking how we're getting there. Um, I think he like kind of laughs and he's like a re a recount. That's what you. That's your grand gesture that's your that's your master stroke is they vote me in again no mr mayor recall they don't want you to be mayor they want somebody else they know that you're full of shit they know that you're the youngest sibling trying so desperately to make a name for yourself and failing because it doesn't matter how big a light you make of yourself, you're still going to be in the shadow of that family name. You're always just going to be the last in a line of Ackermans. And nobody outside of this city gives a shit about them. Well, um, he stands up and kind of looks at the, looks out the window and all the shit going on outside. And he draws the blinds. So that the world, the, the, there's a little, it gets a little darker in the room. And he says, well, if I can't inspire them through fear, perhaps the sympathy vote will work. Um, and he um, hits an intercom and he says, my God, Nix is here. And they've, Mr. Brilliance, they're in cahoots. And then trans, like, like activates the costume and just attacks you. And is hoping that destroying most of City Hall mm -hmm. with you will, mm -hmm. will like, cover this up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Nick's just laughs even as like he's coming out of them full pelt it's just like 
ducks. Again, it comes back to that sort of like agility, like you thought I was over here. I'm actually over here. Um, just like, didn't you hear Ackman? They've walked out. Like, yeah, we see, we see, like you, like you look, like <laughs> you look in the cat, like your, your security cameras and you see them just like, you see them hands in pockets, like all the henchmen just like strolling out, like chatting with each other and like, walk out, walk out. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sympathy's all well and good, but there's got to be somebody to uh, to hear it, to witness it. I think it's just you and me. Well, soon it'll be just me, and I can spin this. <laughs> uh, and Nyx does struggle because of, like, the light. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, the thing about a bright light is it means the shadows are all the darker for it. Mm-hmm. And this, if this was a film, this would be a sensory nightmare. Uh, this would have so oh, yeah. many, like, photosensitivity warnings. Um, but in, like, the comic panels of this, I imagine it, like, um, like flashing between, like, extri- panels that are incredibly dark and ones that are almost completely um, washed out white. Um I watched a video essay on The Lighthouse the other day. I haven't seen it, but when film sockets like turned up really bright, it almost goes like photo negative with how mm-hmm. much light and dark are interplay in this mm-hmm. space. But I think at one point, um, Nix uh, is going to get in. It might even be a lucky shot, but the Tonfa cracks down on the holographic projector that creates the sun effect mm-hmm. and it winks out and we're left in the dark for a moment and Nick's very quietly says to Ackerman like they've got their hand in the front of the scene just like tell me Mr. Ackerman are you scared of the dark? Uh, I don't. Probably doesn't answer that. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> is that is that where we leave it? It feels like a good note to leave it on. Yeah, I'd mm-hmm. love to. I think if people are happy with that, I'm very happy with that as the closing oh, note. Yeah. All right. So very quickly, we'll go through our um, we'll go through our 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 wrap up. We mm-hmm. have one final beat each. Um, I will describe how the city recovers from the villain's actions and how the hero's influence makes the world a better place. Zach, you'll describe how the city mourns its lost and the shadow still cast by the villain. And then finally, our hero will have a chance to rest. Um, Our city recovers. Um, It is not an easy recovery. It is a it is a lot of like divestment of like, you know, there's been a lot of like moving pieces around. And I think um, what we see a lot of is. I think this is a city with a lot of work left to do, but the things that we see moving in a positive direction are really things at that grassroots level, like, you know, holding, like reshaping the world in really positive ways, right? Like we see a lot more. I think that the, the big, you know, we see, um, it's a lot of, it's a lot of like 
public works projects really geared towards like uh organizing for better conditions for people in various capacities i think is really like the mm. driving narrative of it up to and including up to and including the uh uh the the henchman's the henchman labor union <laughs> getting its getting its new uh getting its new contract negotiated and we see the one beat that i do want to make sure that we see is uh the election of new henchman uh union president crazy eddie who uh, has run on a really strong platform and just, like, really, you know, brought a really strong sense of, like, where we should be negotiating. Not just where we are now, but where we should be negotiating, you know, five, ten years from now. Crazy. He's got his eye on the horizon. He's been, you know, he's constantly, <laughs> he's just, he's really thought thought this through. And, you know, he's he's built a platform, a sustainable platform, I think, that, like, you know, it's the work. I think that the way that I would sum it up is that the work has continued, right? Like Charlie is still doing mm-hmm. Charlie's work. Uh, the unions are still doing their work, and like the work has continued. Zach, talk to me about the shadow still cast by Mister Brilliance. I think. Uh, I mean, his last gambit ob- obviously and ultimately failed. Uh, he's removed from, ejected from office, really. Uh, a, a, arrested by the villain, very police that he had um, hired because, you know, there's only so much money you can pay people. They only get so corrupt before you're blowing up um, government buildings and, and getting away with that. But he's in the he's in the, the car, the, the truck, um, the paddy wagon being driven to, you know, a moderate security prison because he is still very rich. Uh, and he is still, you know, part of an important family. So they're not like giving him, and he doesn't have superpowers. Everyone has realized, discovered, he doesn't have superpowers. And so he's kind of got like a little cushioned seat on it uh, that he's in as he's being driven to a prisoner um, transport. And you know, it's the middle of the day, and you take a nap in the seat, and something from the greater cosmos reaches out to you. Whatever is on the dark side of the moon is not the only thing that exists out there. Hmm. And he dreams of light. And so our final beat. Now for an all too brief moment, describe how uh, Nick's rest is how they celebrate their victory. They spend their downtime, how they pay respects and how they rest. Nix isn't a person that does very well sitting still. Uh, so we see a lot of them working with union reps, not as Nix, but as Rhiannon, about like getting to know people and having them get to know her. Because I think there's been this very clear delineation for herself that while she's not going to be like crying from the rooftops, my name is the X and I am Y. This isn't like fucking Tony Stark mm-hmm. at the end of Iron Man, like full mask off. But it is allowing herself to participate in the world and the action that needs doing with her whole self, not just a part of herself. But there is a shot 
newly restored Galloway Square Park, sitting with Charlie. They've got like a little tray of falafel uh, between them. They're sharing, having some coffee. One with a bunch of creamer, one black with a fuck ton of sugar. And the final shot is like the sun we see behind them, but um, the shadows of the two extend backwards across the ground. And um, we just see um, these two figures close as they are talking about what comes next. And that is game. Yeah, yeah. That hey, was great. Hey, hey Jeff. Huzzah. Hey Jeff. Yes, you were a really good game. This game is good. Guy? This game is good. This it's is a good great game. game. Oh, thank Solid you so game. much for coming and playing it. Oh, with us. of course. Thank you both for having me. This was a wonderful experience. Uh, where can people find you? And where can people get this very good game? You can find all of my work at jeffstormer.com. You can find me on Twitter at Party of One Pod. And you can find anyone can wear the mask um, at jeffstormer.itch.io slash mask. Fantastic. Um, I have been Jade. You can still find me on the internet at jadeoxfordrose. And we've also had Zach with us today. Hello. I am and have been Zachary Fredrickson found on Twitter at Obfuscating God and elsewhere as Zachary Olson. That's my writer name. Thank you. This has been Follow Leader. You can find us on Tumblr. Uh, and if you support our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash FTLcast, you can hear all kinds of bonus games as well as the bloopers uh, and outtakes for this episode where you can hear us talking about superhero media before we got into game. It was a really mm. good conversation. And, uh, Go get this game and go listen to Party of One uh, if you yeah. haven't, because that's a fucking great podcast and it's a really cool way to hear games and get to know the awesome guests that Jeff has on the show with him. Well, thank you. I, mm. I like that. I appreciate that. Uh, All righty. Uh, let's do another clap. Yes. Clap out.
Hi, it's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!